Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. I'm talking about some of my favorite summer projects right now to tackle, and there's a lot of great stuff. We were talking earlier about fencing and decking, and now we're going to talk about MB Sentinel. Now, this is the secret to keeping your packages and mail from getting stolen. If you are in a neighborhood that has potential for porch pirates, so they've got so many different products. They have, uh, they're made all made in USA. I love this. Made down in Texas, which is great. This is cool stuff right here. So they have what they call the box gobbler. And if I was going to paint a middle picture for you, it is kind of like what you'd see as a package drop at maybe like your mail facility or something like that. But it's a decorative one. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you coming. This is Around the House. This segment is brought to you by Root Quencher and RootQuencher.com. If you have trees you're trying to water and they're not healthy, you need to get water right to the roots. And you know how you do it? Root Quencher. Check out RootQuencher.com. Save some money and have healthier trees. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Father's Day weekend, if you need to go out and do some shopping for dear old dad, a little later on the show today, uh, either in this hour or the next, depending on how it goes, I'll be giving some uh, quick Father's Day shopping tips for last-minute shopping. A lot of great stuff out there for you to get dear old dad. And we might even be talking about some of the things that if you don't get what you want, dads, what you can go shopping for to, uh, you know, finish out that list of tools or whatever else you're looking for. Well, today I wanted to talk about summer projects and some of the summer projects that I've been working on. And none of these are sponsored, but these are just really cool things that I've been working with that I really, new products that I've been testing out that have really just been absolutely amazing to work with. First one on the list is a new fence. And this is a company called Durabond. Durabondfencing.com. I tell you what, you know, a lot of people do fence. They'll do cedar or some kind of wood. They'll do chain link. This is a modern steel fencing. It is all metal, all finished. And I tell you what, I am super impressed. This stuff comes out of Australia. Um, and I tell you what, it is beautiful. It is not a super industrial looking. It's got a really cool kind of sawtooth design to it that gives a uh, a nice look to it. And I tell you what, I've been putting it up for a future episode. And there's a little sneak tip here right here for Around the House Northwest for the TV show. And I tell you what, this stuff, I am so impressed with it. It goes together easy. It's light as far as putting it together when you're putting the metal posts in. Uh, they're the, the corner posts that you use in the corners are super heavy duty steel, but they're still a, a bit lighter than a wet pressure treated post. And then once you get it in and I get it all put in together, it looks like a million bucks and uh, super cool. Uh, I love how it does. And the other thing I like about it too, is that it's, it's neighbor friendly. So it's got a, a good side for both sides and then no maintenance. So you got a 10 year warranty with it. 
and really just get out there a couple times a year with a hose, depending on your environment, and wet it down, and you're good to go. And that's what's really cool about it. And so I love that you've got, you know, that security as well. It's not a fence you're going to climb. So it's it's something that uh, no one's going to be just like kicking their feet over it and climbing up a wood fence like you can. So it is really neat stuff. Uh, take a look at it. I'll have all the uh, uh, stuff on my website. Actually, no, I'm going to put it over on Facebook. That'll be the easiest place to put it, all, the, all the things on Facebook. Or you can just message me over at AroundTheHouseOnline.com and I'll put uh, put the things in for you there. Where to find this stuff. But uh, DuraBondFencing.com. And uh, I tell you what, it goes together easy. I was really impressed. Uh, and what's cool is this stuff has been tested in the Australian Outback for 17 years. And I, I love how that worked out for them. So it is something that... Uh, 10-year warranty on it, like I said, uh, resist rot, rust, corrosion. And uh, I think it's really cool because it's something that's going to last a while. I don't have to do any uh, any really maintenance to it other than just washing it down and keeping the dirt off it. So that's the cool thing. It's rated for wind speeds over 120 mile an hour and gusts up to 195. Your wood fence isn't going to last that long. So that's what's cool right there. So, And the fencing is graffiti resistant. Because, the, you know, the, you just get one of the water-based solvents and it'll take the graffiti right off it. So it doesn't matter if you're um, in the city or the country. The infill sheets are 26-gauge material and the posts and rails are 21-gauge. It is durable. Like I said, DurabondFencing.com is where you can find it. And uh, I'm just super impressed. Easy to go in and something to take a look at if you want to do something different in your neighborhood. And... If you never want to sand, paint, or stain your fence again. And I'll be the first to say, now let's go out to decking. And I'll be the first to say that there's a ton of decking brands out there. And there's a lot of interesting stuff. But here's the thing. I ran into one that is hands down way different than the rest of them. And this is Millboard by Outlive. And I am impressed with this stuff. So they've got a couple different lines. They have the weathered oak, which is absolutely amazing. If you watched my uh, segment I did on building that garden, it has got this really cool, just driftwood, almost weathered look to it. And I actually went with the embered color and... This is such a dramatic decking. So it's not just kind of the stamped decking that we see, right? This is a textured where it really is molded from a deck board. So I went with their embered uh, in the in the weathered oak. So it looks like that Japanese heritage technique and that Shujuban stuff where they, they, they hit it with the fire and that kind of stuff. Super cool. This looks like it but you get the durability. And what I like about it is that when I put my fasteners in, it actually hides the fasteners. So the fasteners kind of just mold around it. So you can't see where the screw holes are. There's no need to plug it. It is so impressive. And so uh, they have a couple different lines within the weathered series, which is cool. 
And then they have their enhanced grain, which is more of a regular decking. It's more of a, um, it looks like an oak board is the best way to do it. So it's got that open grain. And oh my gosh, I did the burnt cedar color. And that'll be coming up in today's episode on the TV show where I did some steps with this stuff. Again, this stuff is a showstopper. It is a molded board. So it shows every little green detail. It doesn't kind of have that, um, you know, that that stamped where it looks like somebody just embossed it. No, this is really done to make it look like real wood. When you look at it, it looks like real wood. Just no question. Which makes it being molded from real oak and it's highly slip resistant. No splinters, of course. And then where it loses the head, where it goes in there, it just disappears. It is so cool to be working with. And uh, you can go to millboard.com and uh, talk about easy to work with. I'm so impressed. They have a bunch of colors from antique oak to coppered oak to golden oak, which gives you a really nice light color deck, which is cool. looks like a a, a real oak floor. They have a smoked oak, a limed, which is a cool pale one, brushed basalt, and jera, which is a bright kind of red look to it. But tell you what, interesting stuff, something to play with. You can also use it as cladding as well. But this stuff, uh, super impressive. And uh, the distributor is Outlive with these guys, and I'm super, super happy with it. And uh, that way you can get it at your local lumberyard, and that's what's cool about this stuff is that uh, you can get it anywhere in the United States. Just contact Outlive, which is great. So if you want to find the distributor, outlive.info is the place to find that. But uh, I tell you what, I'm, ex- I'm just ecstatic with this stuff. And uh, they also have one if you've got a slippery situation that is, is good too. And that is the um, uh, the Lasta Grip, where it's got these special grips in it for a commercial application that's cool too. But uh, impressive decking, one of the favorite things I've seen this year. Around the House will be right back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. around the house show this is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education if you want to find out more about us head over to aroundthehouseonline.com and if you'd like to be one of the around the house insiders we do have that premium membership just a few bucks a month and you can get the podcast all the way back almost a thousand episodes now in the back catalog and uh some exclusive tips as well on the inside so we're gonna have some exclusive content there if you are a podcast listener on the radio You'll continue to catch us on the radio as well. So we really appreciate you. Make sure you follow us on social media to keep updated during the week. Well, I'm talking about some of my favorite summer projects right now to tackle. And there's a lot of great stuff. We were talking earlier about, um, you know, fencing and decking. And now we're going to talk about MB Sentinel. Now, this is the secret to keeping your packages and mail from getting stolen. If you are in a neighborhood that has potential for porch pirates, this is your one-stop fix. So they've got so many different products. They have, uh, they're made all made in USA. I love this. Made down in Texas, which is great. 
Uh, this is cool stuff right here. So they have what they call the box gobbler. And if I was going to paint a middle picture for you, it is kind of like what you'd see as a package drop at maybe like your mail facility or something like that. But it's a decorative one that actually lets you drop the box in as a delivery person, drop it into like a garage through the wall or into, um, you know, into a box, you know, for that kind of thing. So what's cool is that you can actually mount this in a garage wall, like going up to the steps of your house. And it's just an insert. And it's a 14 by 20 inch, 28 inch wall opening, which is cool. So basically they can just put the package in there. And then what they can do is when you shut the door, it's got a two inch insulated door. So that way you don't have to worry about as much heat loss with it. And it's got a four to six digit keypad controller that locks the door, put the code in and just place the packages in there. So it is super cool, and it has a uh, three-foot conveyor ramp as well. So if you get a lot of packages and you want that to drop into a, a utility room or something like that, I think it's really brilliant for people that are doing a lot of online shopping. And I think that's really trick. And you can just put it like in your entryway on your porch or something like that that drops right into your home. Now, they do have different ones here which is cool. They have them with letter openers, uh, with a letter slot. So you could build it into, uh, you know, um, into the house as well. So you could have the letters, your mail doesn't get stolen as well. I think that's a trick one. And so there's a lot of different things that these guys can create for you. And, uh, they have them for fences and columns. So if you've got a a fence or a stone column that you want to put it in, you can do the same kind of thing. Uh, and again, I think this is a really great way for, uh, you know, installing something that's going to keep people from busting in and stealing stuff. So they have a uh, one for, uh, it's a package and mail thing that goes in. It's a cool little box that you can mount into this. And it's nicely finished. It is super trick. I mean, this is like a safe for your mail and for your, uh, and for your packages. I think it's super cool. Uh, these can be pretty big. So, I mean, they're good size units. If you want to do it, uh, but I tell you what, they are really good for having everything secure and keeping those packages online from being stolen when they come up to your house because that's a big deal. My area is not so much, but I tell you what, in many city areas you're fighting that where really that's going to be the biggest issue is trying to make sure that you secure those packages. And uh, that can be a great DIY project or have somebody come out and do it, but uh, mbsentinel.com. That's so. Uh, I think it's a really great thing, and the and the, I've talked to the people down there. They're by no means a sponsor, but I tell you what, the stuff that they're doing is cool. And the other thing that I like, and this is what's dear to my heart as well, is they don't donate money to St. Jude Dream Home. They're in all the St. Jude Dream Homes now, I think, uh, and they donate money to them every year, and then also give the uh, you know products to the uh, the St. Jude Dream Homes, which raise money for St. Jude's hospital. Great stuff, guys. I like a made in USA company that does it right. They're definitely a company that um, I can support and uh, they're doing great stuff out there and uh, soon to be even a bigger company as we see them grow. And that's kind of exciting to watch. All right. Now let's talk about something that uh, kind of drives me crazy sometimes when you start to do the math and that's storage. You know, uh, here in the United States, We have a stuff problem. I know friends out there that have two or three storage units that they're paying for a month. Now, if they're paying 200 bucks a month for a storage unit and they got three of those, that's a freaking 
low-end car payment at 600 bucks a month they're paying to store stuff that you know darn well probably isn't worth 600 bucks a month. So what's your best option? Well, always best option is to maybe purge some of that and get it down. But really, coming up with a storage shed for your lot at your house is a smart idea. And there's a lot of different ways to go when you're doing a storage shed. But first, what I would do, and and storage units, man, I mean, if it's a temporary thing, that's one thing. But I know people that have had storage units for decades. And they're just taking your money. Let's be honest. So if you've got a family member that's paying storage units for storage units, and they've got them, think about what that's costing you. The math doesn't make sense. Now, first off, find out in your area what a storage shed can be. How big can it be? Can it be an 8 by 10 Can it be a 10 by 12 Find out what it needs before you have to make an accessory building and get a building permit. A lot of storage sheds like that on small pieces, you don't need to have that. So find out what that max is, and then where can you put it? Can you put it up against the side of your house? Can you put it out in the yard? How close to a fence? Is there an easement? You know, all of those things. Figure out where that storage shed can go. And then you have a multiple ways of doing it. You can go out, for instance, and get like a Rubbermaid shed and snap it together. Those are probably the easiest to put together. Or you can get, uh, you know, like one of the tough shed companies out there that, that will either deliver them or bring you a fully built one. Or third, which I think is kind of fun, is to either build your own or get a set of plans and build your own so it matches your home. And, you know, that's what I did for my house. I actually built a storage shed that matched the architecture of my house, same siding, And people think it's a little ADU type thing. And it's, no, it's just made to have the same roof pitch and and painted to match the house. So it's a really cool way of doing it. And so that's the key really to doing a storage shed is, you know, find out what you're going to put in it and pare it down so you can do it. But I don't know if I'd buy one of the cheaper wood kits. I'm, I'm, I tend to want to build them, but that's not a bad way to go. They are a little bit cheaper uh, than buying every little piece. But if you're handy, build your own like it's a little house right there. You can build it stronger and, uh, you know, know what you're building. It's a great way to do a framing project. Understand basic framing techniques if you're going to do it. You can put on a regular door with a regular lock so it's keyed with the rest of the house. And it's just kind of a smart way to tackle it. So that way you're not writing a check or having a direct deposit to a storage company every single month, because that's a complete waste of your dollars. Nobody wants to do that. Around the house, we'll be right back after these important messages. Don't go the Around the House show. This is where we help get the most out of your home through information and education. You know, thanks for joining us today. If you're on the radio, we appreciate you. If you're on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. If you're a podcast listener, make sure that you join up. We have an exclusive for a limited time, just a limited number of 
seats available, basically. We have the Around the House Insider, where you can join our premium membership. So if you're a podcast listener, just check down the show notes or listen to the end of the show where we'll be talking more about it. Well, today we've been talking about my favorite summer projects to do around the house with some new products out there. And one that you might have heard me talk about here is Evolve Stone. If you like the look of stacked stone, right, you know, that dry stacked look that is so popular, well, Evolve Stone has you covered. This is something that you don't need to be a mason to put on. You know, traditionally you come in and you you, uh, you know, put a scratch coat down and then you come in and put mortar and you stack the stone on the wall. This stuff, you just use a finish nailer and you cut it with a regular wood bit, trim bit on your circular uh, chop saw and you're good to go. This is really cool stuff to use and it's affordable and it's an easy DIY project. Whether you're going to wrap the front little bit of your house, maybe you're going to put it uh, around your bar or build a mailbox stand or something. This stuff is great. And I tell you what, it's durable and it holds up. And it even meets some of those Florida codes for hurricanes and things like that. So it will stand the test of time. So take a look at It's over at EvolveStone.com. And again, they're not sponsored. These guys are just uh, great people to work with. And so they have their Basically, they have their Mortarless Series stone styles. So they have a Natural True, Capital Sky, District View, Georgetown Run, and Monument Gate. And I tell you what, this stuff is so easy. Like I said, we used it on the bottom half of the set for my um, for my TV set there in the studio. And really happy with it. It turned out really well. And um, the cool thing with that is, is that I think that uh, it gave us a lot of options for colors and stuff in there. So take a look, uh, Evolve Stone, and uh, you can really wrap this stuff around. There's a lot of different places you can use it. Uh, You can use it inside for doing that feature wall, maybe you're on the fireplace, Uh, and they do have fire-rated materials as well. But I'll tell you what, there is not an easier material to put up. And I've seen some gorgeous uses for it. I've seen it uh, in a kitchen to make a column uh, around a hood, I've seen an exterior fireplace. I've seen uh, outdoor kitchens, especially. You know, it's a great place to go. So it's something that's uh, very impressive. Uh, if you want to see an uh, interview I did, you can head over to at uh, Fox 12 on YouTube. And then just look for the Around the House show over there. And you can find the video we did over there. But there's so much stuff. It's so light to deal with. So it's not heavy. So it's really, if you've got a, an airless, you know, finish nailer, even an air finish nailer, and a chop saw. Here's the thing. One little tip. If I'm doing this inside, just because of the dust, I would cut using a vacuum if you have it. Uh, have a vacuum attachment to the saw. If not, cut it outside because the dust is fine with it. But uh, as would be anything that looks like stone. So uh, EvolveStone.com. Fun stuff that you can nail right up on the wall. And it gets you something looking really, really good. So now another project that's really cool is installing artificial turf and getting rid of the grass. That is something that has been really hot right now. But I really want you to pay attention to the materials you're using. And this is where it gets really tough because there's a couple problems that I see happening out there. First off, and this is a big one, the materials out there are super questionable where you're getting it from because there are some import stuff out of China that will last two years, and it's already looking bad. 
It has no really depth of color. And then quickly it will start to show kind of patterns in it where it breaks down and doesn't look good. And then the other part is, is that there's a lot of distributors out there. To be honest, they're really hard to work with. There is one down in Georgia that I'm not going to name that, uh, man, hung a buddy out to dry. And uh, these guys have been uh, hard to work with. They had thousands and thousands of square feet to order. And uh, because they actually had to stand behind on a warranty claim on a job that he referred, they strung him around for months and then canceled the order And uh, because uh, they actually had to do a warranty claim on a project that he referred over. So there's um, really some questionable stuff out there. So make sure you understand what you're getting. Get a sample of it. Take a look at it. Do the research. And, you know, there is a ton of prep work that comes in. You just can't, like, lay this stuff out like carpet. There are multiple layers of base that need to come in. You need this to drain right. You need it to drain away so it's draining away from your house. So all of that stuff has to happen. So many times when they come in, if you see, you know, it's a great example. If you see them building a, taking a football field for a school, and if you watch that, they will come in and take out six or eight inches or more of topsoil, come in, build the base up, and then after they've got it compacted, basically they're laying this across like carpet across that. So it's really all about what you have going below. And that's really important is what that base is. So if you have somebody coming in that's just rolling it out over the dirt, you hired the wrong company, and it can be not the easiest DIY project unless you understand what the project is. Does it save on water? Yes. Can it keep you from having to, to worry about water usage and stuff in a drought area? Absolutely. Does it create a problem as far as having a hotter space? Yes. Um, my buddy's place has it in his backyard, full sun. It does not have the coolness of grass. It has the heat like it's almost like it's asphalt. So you, if you're in the full sun and you're in an area where it gets full sun, it will be hot. In the, in the midsummer, it is very hot surface. So think about that as well. Um, when you're thinking about it, it will not have that cool grass feeling because it's not a natural product that's alive with moisture in it. It is a, you know, a composite fiber. So it will be much hotter when you tackle that project and it's done. So you will be a little less likely to be out there like sitting in it because it's not that cool grass. So just something to think about. I love it. I think it looks great. I've got some in my dog area on the side of the house where the dogs go to the bathroom because I can spray it down and keep it clean and deodorize it, and it looks good out there. Uh, but uh, really, when it comes down to it, this is where you can really um, spend some money, and it's expensive to put in. So uh, it can be a DIY project, but just fully understand what you have to do before you tackle it. And you'll have a much better project when it's all said and done. But, you know, that's kind of the pluses and minuses of that. So uh, something to consider before you pull the trigger. And then if you've got lots of leaves and and, uh, pine needles and things like that, there is a lot of maintenance because you're not mowing it where it sucks it up and cleans it up. So you'll be out there either with a rotary brush or a leaf blower, something like that to get it taken care of. 
So uh, you'll have to keep that really clean that way. What falls from the sky will stick to it when it's leaves and things like that. So again, something to think about. But uh, it is a good-looking product when it's all said and done. Now, my last little tip here for uh, summer projects before we get into some uh, last-minute Father's Day gifts in the next segment is that I really want to make sure that people are tackling these bathroom projects right out there because uh, I keep seeing a lot of questions about bathroom waterproofing. So, yes, make sure that that shower is waterproof, and that doesn't mean just the concrete board. If you're tackling those projects out there, I am seeing so many tile jobs that are getting started too quickly without waterproofing behind that. So if you're going to tackle any one of these projects, even putting down that tile floor in the bathroom, make sure that you've got some kind of a waterproof membrane there or a backer like uh, Weedy or Sluter or Ardex or one of those that give you a backing system that is waterproof. Drywall and uh, concrete board, those typically are not waterproof. They're meant to be moisture resistant. Around the house, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. around the house show this is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education well today i wanted to talk in this last segment of hour one about you know some great gifts for dad but i had to start out with a funny story here that happened this last week and i'm still laughing about it because uh, i was building this fence project here for a tv segment for next week's show and i had to get a post hole auger and i went and rented one down at my local home depot because it was close it was quick wasn't too expensive, and it's one of the ones, the trailer-mounted ones. And so I rented it, went down there, and uh, paid for it, got it home, started, pulled the cord, and what happens? The cord breaks. So now it's spend 20 minutes pulling it apart, fixing the cord, put it back on, pull it again, cord breaks. So then I go back, fix it one more time. I'm not going to replace the entire cord. I'm not fixing their stuff. I'm just trying to get it so I can get it started once. So I get it. The cord stays there long enough so I can get it started, get some of the post holes dug. And then I had to shut it off. So I came inside and guess what happened? It breaks. So I'm like, okay, I'm done. So I took it back. They were really cool at Home Depot. No complaints there. And, and you know, it just happens sometimes, you know, uh, somebody probably just put the handle back on it and didn't look at it and say, hey, maybe this cord needs to be replaced. There was also another kind of clutch issue with it too, because man, uh, that thing would bind up as well. Uh, starting it and uh, give you some awesome kickback. So there was something going wrong with it. Well, anyway, that's not the part I'm talking about. The funny part was there was a guy in front of me when I was returning the machine. They were standing there returning a, what was it? It was a Makita plug-in random orbit sander. And he's standing there and he's like, hey guys, I just rented this, went over to get sandpaper and... There's no hook eye loops on the bottom. It's all worn out. There's no way a piece of sandpaper is going to stick to this. And he wasn't wrong. Now, they didn't have the replacement part. They only had one sander. This guy spends 20 minutes or so trying to go out to the shelf. He's trying to help him. 
And in my head going, okay, you paid 10 or 15 bucks to rent a random orbit sander for, you know, four hours. To me, might have been better just to go over and, and uh, you know, maybe spend 50 or 60 bucks, maybe 100 bucks and get, get an off-brand one over there. You could have easily grabbed something pretty cheap and owned one forever. I'm not sure if the random orbit sander, I wasn't going to tell the guy that. It's not my business, but I was just sitting there going, wow, man, it's probably one of the cheapest power tools you can buy. If you're having to rent it, you might just buy it and then you'll have it. And instead of having to come back, so this was on a Thursday. So he was going to have to come back when the other sander got returned, was going to have to drive back and get that. And I'm like, you're going to wait two days on your project. It just didn't make sense to me. But I was like, okay, I guess that's why the tool rental business makes so much money. Because if you rent that thing a handful of times, you probably should have bought your own sander. Well, today I wanted to talk about last minute Father's Day gifts for dad. If you're out there going, holy smokes, I forgot Father's Day tomorrow. I got to grab something for dad. Here's a couple things. Rule number one, do not go out and get those throwaway tools. What I mean is the the personalized stuff, you know, oh, I'm going to get something that's best dad. That's cute and all, but don't pretend that any of those monogrammed type things are generally going to be something you're going to want to use as a dad day in and day out. So all those little kind of kitschy gifts, they're cute, but a $5, $10 tape measure is still going to be a $5 tape and he's not going to use it. So one, be careful what little cheapy stuff you get. If you buy something, buy one and buy it at a quality that's better than what he has out there. And then if you're going to go buy tools, here's the thing. Check the brand that's in the garage. Go out and see what you got. Go out and see, is it Craftsman? Is it Milwaukee? Is it DeWalt? Is it Bosch? Is it, you know, go down the list. Who knows what brand it is? Ryobi, whatever that is. And see what kind of batteries he has. Just stick your head out in the garage for a minute. Take a look at pictures and see what dad's building with. You want to get a system that works with that. So whatever battery system he has, you know, if he's a uh, 20-volt DeWalt person, then great, go buy some 20-volt DeWalt. Or if he's a M18 Milwaukee, go that direction. Or a Craftsman, what is that, V20 or whatever. Go with that. Just buy the same brand. Unless he's thinking about starting out with a whole new tool brand, don't go buy a different brand because that's going to be a headache for him because that's another charger he has to plug into the wall that has to go on the workbench or shelf. And those are things you should really be careful with. So here are some of my my favorite gift ideas outside of that. Um, There's a company out there that I really fell in love with this stuff and I didn't even know about it until Kat came on my show and we started talking about. But this is a tool that um, basically it's a holster, which I love. It is a holster. It's a leather construction pouch for your tools. And I think these are really cool. And the company is 1791 EDC. Now, yes, these guys are a started out as I believe is a gun holster company, but they came up with stuff for your pocket knife, for your flashlight, for your wallet. These guys have some really cool stuff for you, dad out there. 
and it's quality stuff. So this is really cool. I mean, they've just got anything from, um, you know, a little tiny knife holder to something that's going to hold maybe your big Leatherman to maybe that's going to hold a flashlight, your keys, your Leatherman, and another pocket knife. And these things are in that, you know, really from the $30 to $50 range. And I think they're really cool and they're quality made. This is something that you could use year in, year out. And the company is uh, 1791 EDC, like 1791 Everyday Carry. Take a look at that stuff. I think it's really cool. I think it's something that is super useful for uh, dad, for anybody else out there. And I believe you can also get them on Amazon as well, but uh, you can order there. Now, another one that I love is, you know, there's that Leatherman type knife, but Gerber has one that I like, and I've actually been using it. It's really cool. They're a local company to me, so they're Portland based. But um, I really like their multi-tools. And that's the cool part. And I really like some of the stuff they've got. The knives are super high quality and it's impressive. It's really impressive. So I've got a couple different ones. I have the Armbar Trade, which is new. That's about a $50 one. And um, that is super cool. And another one that I have that's a kit that came out that I really like and they have their uh, camp kit that came out. And this is cool. It's great for throwing in your truck. So this is what I like about the camp kit. It is something that's really cool because you can actually sit there and put this camp kit basically in your in your go pack. And that's what's neat about it. And so there's a lot of cool different things here with the camp kit. But uh, again, you know, Gerber, take a look at their stuff they have. And they have... The uh, their custom shop too, so they can custom make stuff for you, which is really cool. So uh, again, really neat, really cool stuff, and uh, they have some really nice things to play with as far as just you know the uh, pack hatchet is cool. Um, they've got a downrange tomahawk that's awesome, and then um, I've got the armbar drive, which is nice. That thing has got a uh, a uh, basically a socket style uh, drive in it where you can put your uh, drive head like out of your drill. That thing is super cool. I love it. And that all comes in with that camp kit as, as well as a uh, fire starter. It's a good way to go. And uh, that just came out as well. But really, a lot of cool stuff out there. A lot of neat pliers and stuff from Gerber. I'm impressed with it. And uh, there's a lot of cool things you can be doing with those guys. And it's something that you can grab online really quickly for dear old dad. Now, before we go out to break here, i got a couple other little things I wanted to mention as well. Uh, Root Quencher, they have some really cool stuff for Father's Day. Take a look over there. They are a sponsor of the show here, Root Quencher, rootquencher.com. They can keep those trees alive for you. And uh, for Father's Day, they have a giveaway up through uh, today. So if you're listening to this on Saturday, but uh, rootquencher.com, and there's information down in the show notes as well. And then uh, as well is a new product out there called Rhino Cart. Take a look at that. You can haul a ton of stuff with it, and it's really cool. That'll be coming up in a future episode of Around the House. And it's really great for moving around, bags of concrete block, things like that in one happy little cart. All right, Around the House will be right back in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you soon. 
It's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.